Welcome to the Church Solutions Podcast, brought to you by JSL Solutions. The Church Solutions Podcast is designed to help equip you and your church in the use of technology and other tools and services. And now, here are your hosts, Steve Lacey and Phil Thompson. And hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of the Church Solutions Podcast. And my name is Phil Thompson. And I'm Steve Lacey. Steve, it's good to be with you. How are you doing today? I am doing good. All right, good. So if you're new to us, folks, uh, Church Solutions Podcast has been around for a while. This is episode, I honestly think it's episode 203, I think. Uh, it's we amazing make, you started counting at 202. So, Well, I actually went back and looked. We, I know all these guys, as we said last week, all these guys you know, tell you what the episode is, and we never usually do that, or we make it up or something, but I think it's actually valid. So anyhow, uh, guys, we, uh, if you're new to us, we, do, we work with churches, doing it for a long time, help, uh, helping churches use technology, uh, also helping with volunteers and pastors, because we all have a lot of ministry experience. But today we have a special guest, right, Steve? We do. All we right. have Deborah. I don't, what was her last name? I'm sorry. Well, now, see, now you're going to butcher it up. See? Well, I didn't know it, so you it, need it's, to introduce her. All right, so it's Deborah Ike. If you're watching on video, she's with us here on video. If you're listening to audio, uh, you know, obviously don't see her because it's audio. But uh, Deborah is actually uh, uh, with Velocity Ministry Management, and we'll let her tell you about that in a moment. But she is very well-versed when it comes to business administration. She she works with churches in the area of volunteer management. She she helps with event planning. Uh, she's an expert in these things like project management, even risk management, uh, and again, technology, and even covering covering all the bases, financial stuff. And uh, Deborah, you have an experience. You, you've worked with consulting firms and uh, Fortune 500 companies, I think, uh, doing all those kind of things. And uh, today we're going to talk about using technology to plan successful church events. But Deborah, how are you? And thank you so much for being with us. I'm doing very well. Thank you. I appreciate the invite. It's good All to right. be with did, you. Did we screw up anything on your bio here? No, nope, you got it. Perfect. Okay, awesome. Good. And and you are actually uh, in Iowa right now, right? That's correct. Yep, in the Quad Cities area. Quad Cities. And, and I think we have some customers in Iowa, don't we, Steve? Are you sure we do? I'm sure we do. Yeah, I don't know. We've got them I'm all over the map. show my, my, my ignorance by not knowing who what the Quad Cities are. So, Well, tell us. What are the Quad yeah. Cities? Now, see, the Quad Cities, so Bettendorf, Davenport. So those are on the, on the Iowa side. And then on the Illinois side, it's Moline and, well, crud, I'm going to forget the fourth one. That's <laughs> but, a, oh, I don't feel so bad. Yeah. <laughs> well, she's only been there a year, right? So, yeah. All right. So anyhow. All right. Good deal. So, so Deborah, uh, you know, as we said, we work with churches a lot and we like to, to uh, help churches any way we can. And you have some really great ideas on how to use technology to, to really plan an event for your church that, that really is a win-win, a successful thing. So uh, I don't have an outline of what you're going to talk about. So I'm going to let you kind of lead us down the path here. And Steve and I will interrupt you. Sure. And be be rude and ask you questions and all that stuff. So, uh, well, so go for it. You know, I've helped churches plan events from you know maybe around a thousand ladies at a at a brunch all the way up near almost ten thousand people at an outdoor outreach event. So obviously these are some you know pretty big events, and right, right. I have a project management background in the corporate world. 
So when I started helping churches plan events, it was just a natural thing for me to apply my business knowledge to the church. Obviously, there's tweaks and adaptations that you need to do based on the, the different environment, but there's a lot of stuff that still works and applies really well. And so over time, just developed basically a, you know, a seven-step process for planning any kind of church event, regardless of the size. So it doesn't have to be this mega event for this process to to work, but then also leveraging different tools. So, you know, one church I worked with, a couple of them actually have used Basecamp is one really good um, online project management tool. Um, Asana is another very um, useful tool in project management. That's Um, what we use, but we call it Asana. Asana. I I hear people say it different ways, so I never knew. (laughs) Awesome. Well, it's yeah, it's kind of interesting. It supposedly was named after some a Japanese phrase, huh. and so they were the person that was mentioning it was called, saying Asana or Asana, so, okay. yeah, with a kind of a Japanese accent. And then uh, then he later said, eh, "Everybody calls it Asana." So, <laughs> well, I try and call things the right pronunciation, but you know. Um, so yeah, I actually use Asana. For my own my <laughs> company's project management tool, um, but I've leveraged you know Basecamp with others. Trello is another popular one. Monday is one that's um, very useful. Teamwork, you know, all these that are out there are great options. Um, but the whole purpose of those tools is to have one central place for your entire team, whether it's staff or volunteers, to go and see what are the tasks that are required to make this event happen um, and, and assigning who one person is responsible for each task um, and a due date. And then you can put in there, um, you know, you can attach files to the task. So if, if you're creating um, some creative work for it, so graphics or videos or, you know, an audio, maybe you're doing, you're doing radio ads in your local market, all that kind of stuff, you can attach those to the tasks so that you're not, Sending big, large files via email and, and all that craziness. Yeah, and and I, I you know, we, we like it what we do, but I think you, you you bring up a good point because I think communication when you're planning these things, communication's a key, yep. and if you have something all in one place, that mm-hmm. really takes a lot of the confusion and the process out of it, right? Yeah, well, and it also makes it easier to integrate volunteers into your your event planning team so you know if a church staff if they have an internal network and you know their server set up you've got to have probably someone on the it side to grant somebody outside the church access and get you know get them an email and all that all that stuff which takes time and it's just a resource drain instead of messing with all of that you just have add them to the tool that you're using Basecamp, trello whatever and they can plug right in. You can assign them tasks. They can give you a status update. They can mark it complete or tell you if they've got a comment or a question about the task. Maybe they need something clarified. Um, all that kind of stuff without having to you know, have a high tech overhead for your IT department at your church, which typically isn't huge, right? So trying to keep that, that cost um, and, and their time leveraged well because there's there's plenty of work to go around so trying to keep things simple yeah so so let me just throw something at you here let's just say i just to get a feel for what what's involved with event planning because i've never done event planning 
Um, let's say I want to do a community outreach for my church for the 4th of July. Mm-hmm. And right now it's mid-May. And so what, you know, let's say I want to invite my community and I don't know, have a big carnival or something at the church where there's um, food and stuff for the kids, jumping castles and, and all that sort of thing. What, mm-hmm. uh, where do I start? And, and am I already, am I already too late? Um, am I going to make it? What, give me a, give me, kind of walk me through what, what, um, what a, a proper event planning process might look like. Well, in an ideal situation, you would plan your yearly calendar for your church. You'd plan right. it months out. And again, I'm talking ideal, so I'm not ignorant. I know this doesn't always happen. <laughs> okay. <laughs> But in an ideal situation, you would plan all of your big events, um, all events period with a year out, at least putting them on the calendar. So everyone knows, hey, in July, we want to do this big, we want to do this outreach event, right? And then you would really start putting together a project plan and an event plan for that four to six months ahead of time. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And it depends on the scale of the event, right? Okay, if you're going to do a big community event and you've got a large, you want to rent out a park and do the big bouncy castles and have a bunch of food trucks and, you know, all these different things, activities at the event, it's going to take time to contact all those potential vendors, to arrange for the contracts, to check with your church insurance company to make sure you're covered if somebody gets hurt on the bouncy castle. You know, all of those details, those take time to flesh out and to to execute. So, and, so do I do I pick someone, I say, Deborah, you're gonna be in charge of this event, mm-hmm. or you're gonna or Deborah may be in charge of all events. If I if I have the luxury at my church, mm-hmm. actually Phil, just a little inside scoop our former associate pastor moved to Texas and took a job on um, staff in Texas. I just found out this week that his wife just joined the church as their event planner. Oh, so. yeah, good for her. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, and, Churches that have one event, central event coordinator. And so that person oversees all events. And then they might have, because a lot of churches do events by department. So you might have a kids ministry event, a, a women's event, men's event, stuff like that. So you might have one person within each ministry department who oversees events that are their ministry area specific. Mm-hmm. And then you have someone from an overarching standpoint that oversees the all church events, you know, the church wide events. And I, I assume you would have some pro in the church staff that didn't know I was supposed to start six months ago. Yeah. On the children's <laughs> event, you right. know, it's, it's, it's it two weeks. Isn't that enough time? Yeah. So I guess I mean, yeah. it isn't impossible because I've helped pull off events in a lot shorter time frame than that. Okay. But <laughs> talking ideal versus what might right. be reality. Right. <laughs> so. I, I want to just, uh, this is kind of funny, but um, so I, I do a little part-time gig. It's church about a hundred people. I'm, I'm their executive pastor, executive director. And we used to plan, I used to meet with the senior pastor and we would plan out, like you were just saying, Deborah, mm-hmm. you know, the whole year. Yep. But he, he would take this long sheet of, I don't know what it was made out of, but it, it's like almost plastic. And he would roll it off and we would stick it on the wall mm-hmm. of the building uh, inside. Uh, one, and, and then we would put these little, um, uh, 
uh, paste-it notes, little yellow deals. And, and so it was, it was like a long calendar. I mean, it was long. I mean, it was like seven feet long at least, maybe eight. And, and we would go through this silly process. And I would, I would say to him every year, you do know this is the 2018, you know. I mean, this is not 1984 anymore. I mean, you, we actually have computers that can set this up and do this. And we went through this process for like three years. And it took us like 16 hours. I kid you not. <laughs> and finally, the last year or two, I've done it. And I've yeah. used Asana. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it can so... done in a record amount of time. Yeah, and sometimes just to get people to brainstorm and to do the the big picture thinking, a lot of people are super visual, and so yeah. the big whiteboard process can work for that. Yeah, like if yeah, you're getting, you know, your executive team or your your church leadership team together, and you're going to say, okay, let's talk about the next twelve months and all the events that we want to do, and so everyone's kind of throwing yeah. stuff on the wall, so to speak, yeah. to see it'll stick. Um, that can definitely work. And, and be super efficient. But at some point, yeah, you got to get it in the technology just to, to memorialize it, to say mm -hmm. this is official and approved and, and all that good stuff. And then, you know, be able to actually take action on it. Yeah. Get the details we, there. My, my former life, I, I worked in, a, I guess, a related area. We were doing, um, we were program management mm -hmm. for large defense um, contract projects. Okay. So big, big time, big, big projects. And Phil, you, you know, I'm the I'm the computer geek guy. And so I'm driving everybody towards these, you know, electronic automated solutions. <laughs> but, you know, nine times out of 10, it was just it was just really helpful to get the stickies and throw them on the wall and have everybody nod and kind of see I'm like, what are we doing this for? But it was just it was the visual part of it. And that, you know, everyone, you know, everybody can grab a sticky and go. They didn't have to steal the mouse from somebody. You know, no, put that task on this date. You know, so anyway, I, I, can, I, get re it. I can relate. And I get it, but they do have big screens now, so you can project something I, yeah. on a big I, screen. I, I but, actually but anyhow. set a planning room up that had three screens next to each other. Oh my gosh! That that would spread across the whole room. It was quite the quite the setup. But anyway, go ahead. I'm. So I've successfully gotten you off track, Deborah. Yeah, Sorry. Sure. Go ahead. No worries. There and the different tools like Basecamp and. Maybe Trello is the best example. The boards in Trello are probably more are best suited for someone who's more creative and visual. Um, they drive me crazy because I'm very detail oriented and I want to see a linear like Gantt chart. Mm -hmm. I have my PMP certification, project management professional, so I get kind of nerdy on that side of things. Um, so as, uh, Asana is the closest I've found that comes to that. Um, but you can go super simple and use Microsoft Excel or a Google uh, sheet just to get your tasks documented, you know, and, and create a simple spreadsheet. Um, so so you know, those that, you know, I think there are probably quite a few. They're like, what is Basecamp? What is Asana? What is Trello? Can yep. you give a little, and you know, how much do they cost or are they free or can you give a, a quick little overview intro for what each of these guys are and when sure. it's appropriate to, you know, maybe we need Basecamp for our community party this summer. Yeah. So Basecamp, um, I think they, they do a 30 day free trial. And then from there, I believe it's like $99 a month. 
Um, I can't remember. I think that's for unlimited users, but you'd have to go to their website and double check on that part. Um, but they offer, you know, it's a to-do list. Obviously, they have what they call, um, I think they call it campfires or something. There's like a, a chat in chat room within the system. So you can kind of do that um, and, and capture all that, that information within the system. Uh, you can save files out there, all kinds of files, whether it's MP3, PDF, doc, you know, Word documents, the whole gamut. Um, you know, there's a lot of different functionality with that. So a lot of good collaboration. You can comment on tasks, um, have conversations back and forth. So one of the big advantages of any of these tools is it's going to reduce your email traffic because you do it within the system and hopefully reduce the number of meetings you have to have, which right. I don't think anyone's going to cry too much over not having more meetings. <laughs> so yep. collaborate within the tool that, that saves you some time. Mm -hmm. uh, Asana, it's going to have, and there's a different look and feel than Basecamp. Um, you're still going to have, you, know, you can set up your different projects and within each project you, you add your tasks and assign uh, people to that and due dates and you can comment on tasks. They don't have um, a chat feature necessarily um, with uh, Asana. It's I think up to a certain number of users or it's free um, and then after that you start paying for additional features um, like task dependencies and, and stuff like that. Yeah, I think the user number is 30. It's pretty high before you yeah. have to pay for it. Yeah, I can't remember. Um, Teamwork is another one. Trello has the different boards. Um, teamwork is a lot more in depth. Um, probably, and I think it's a little bit more expensive than the others as well, but it's super flexible. It's got a lot of different features. Um, so that's something that, you know, depending on the size of your, your church and the complexity of your events, it's always something to look into. Um, but yeah, there's so, a lot of different. Uh, so for uh, just another, just quick question. Sure. Let's say, you know, let's say you're our event coordinator for our church and, and you do this, your, you know, your full time year round thing. And you say, we're going to use, I don't know, pick one that I don't know anything about Basecamp for everything. And then do you have to train the staff that may be using this thing once every three or four months? Or is it something that they could easily, do you have to do a training session with your staff or do you just say, Go to this URL, log in, and you'll figure it out. What's most one depends on your staff, right? Uh, okay. But for the most part, it's they're they're intended to be user friendly, right? And and fairly intuitive. So I would always recommend training, regardless of how user friendly any tool is. Um, but that training can be adapted based on what they're going with the functionality that they need to use, right? So if they're just going in there to see what tasks have been assigned to them and upload a file or two and update the task, you can do, you do that training in 30 minutes or less. Mm -hmm. um, if they're going to take advantage of some of the more advanced features or if you have a couple of people that are kind of administrative level or administrator level within the tool, then yeah, that training would probably take a little bit longer. But most of these tools also have online training videos that you can take advantage of as well. So um, I would still recommend doing a custom one for your your folks just to okay. make sure they know how to use it. Okay, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just I would just another ahead, quick, quick just thought popped into mind. So and a lot of these tools I don't know about you know we're we're exposed to Asana. We've been using it for a while, so we're. Yeah. 
we have a good understanding. One of the things I really like in it is it um, not only keeps you up to date, you know, within the tool is it'll send you emails. Mm -hmm. So I assume people that get assigned a task are going to get something in their inbox that say, hey, you're get the permit for the, you know, for the jumping castle is due on Friday. Um, do I assume all the tools have things like that where it'll reach out to everyone's emails and places they exist? Yeah, and a lot of the tools. So you can sync with your Google Calendar or iCal or some of those others. Um, so it'll actually put an event on your calendar that's uh, your task. You know, that was assigned to you, so you'll see it. Um, another thing I do when I'm, I'm managing an event is I'll take a look at, and most of these tools you can run reports or or, or do a filtered view to see, okay, what what task does Joe have coming up in the next two weeks? You can take a look at that and you can go, okay, uh, I haven't heard anything from Joe lately, so I'm going to shoot him a quick email, just remind him, hey, don't forget, these things are coming up due in the next couple of weeks. Let me know if you foresee any roadblocks or issues to, to completing these on time. Let me know if there's anything I can do to help. So it's another way, that's another role of the event planner is to keep track of everything. You know, that person needs to have that 30,000 foot view of the project and be able to go into the details and, and say, okay, if we don't get this one particular task done, there's five different things that flow out from that or are dependent on that one getting finished on time, we're gonna have a problem. <laughs> and so the whole point here and, and why I advocate planning a year out high level and then starting to get in the details six months out is so that the last two weeks or so before an event, your entire staff isn't sleeping at the church from the hours of midnight to 3 a.m. and the rest of the time they're working to pull off this event. Because yeah. event day is the due date, right? And that's the big deadline. Let's yeah. set smaller, shorter deadlines <laughs> leading up to that big event so that we're not all scrambling and driving ourselves crazy and neglecting our families two weeks before the event. Yeah, so that's good. That's the purpose. And you're going to pull something off that's a lot more successful. It's going to have a greater impact because it's it's easy to let something fall through the cracks or forget about something when you're in last minute chaos mode. Yeah, that's All good. Right. So another just quick question for you is, let's say, you know, I'm, I don't know, maybe I'm new to this. Maybe I'm not new to this. Um, I How do I, uh, you know, get started and also avoid the oh my gosh i completely forgot we need permits for this and the thing is tomorrow um is there an outline i know you've written the book and you kind of do you have some suggestions there or what how does one get started to you know that's the, for the event coordinator i have created a whole template to help people get started um so if you go i'll have to look up the url real quick um but um while you're doing that, what, I, I neglected to mention that. Uh, uh -huh. Thanks for bringing that up, Steve. You have written a book. What's the name of the book? Um, right now, it's if you go to uh, churcheventsuccess.com, okay. you can actually get a copy of, um, you know, let me pull something up here. You can get a, a copy of the first chapter for free. Okay. And then I also have an online course to teach you how to plan events. Um, oh, that's nice. Yeah, just to make the process easier, because I know, I mean, it gets, 
you got a million things going on in the church, right? And <laughs> so yeah. churcheventsuccess.com, and then I'll have to put a, a better link on here, but it's slash big event success for churches free chapter. I'll I'll send you guys a link if you want to put it in yeah, the we'll show notes or something. Or, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so big, what's the name of the book? So uh, the book actual title is called Big Event Success for Churches. Okay, Big Event Success for Churches. Deborah Ike. All right, good deal. So we're running out of time here. Sure. But uh, the takeaways I've got from this so far, at least from my perspective, is that first of all, to have a successful event, you want to plan it, give yourself plenty and plenty of time to plan these things in advance. Yeah. So uh and again, uh that takes a little bit of forethought, and but if you can set up a time where you plan events uh, mm-hmm. over maybe, you know, whenever you're going to do it, maybe it's October or November. I mean, do you think the end of the year, so like if I wanted to plan an event for my church for 2000, 2020, mm-hmm. next year, when should I start this process? Should I start it in December? Should I start it next month? Should I start it in October? Just from your experience, what's what's a good time to start planning? Yeah. One easy way to, to do that is with your budgeting cycle. Okay. So if your church prepares their annual budget in June, then I would do this in conjunction with that process because obviously these events are going to cost money. Right. So you want to make sure that you budget for these events during that whole process. Okay. All right. I wouldn't right. recommend doing anything between December and January because <laughs> all the holiday events, Christmas, yeah. 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 Know, yeah. was about ready to pass out by January 1st. <laughs> so. yeah, I have personal experience in that uh, fatal yeah. uh, technique. Yeah. Uh, and, and, then, uh, and then the other thing I'm getting from this is get yourself some good software. Mm-hmm. Uh, like some of these things you've mentioned, like Asana, that's actually on the cloud. Yeah. And and so so the other takeaway I'm getting is find yourself something you're comfortable with, yeah. and that that does what you want it to do, mm-hmm. and and then from there you can begin to plan and assemble team members and all that stuff. Yeah. All right, good. And when you're getting ready to roll all this out, you know I I have a whole process that's in the book and that I advocate within the course. Obviously, you need to tweak that based on the culture and, and how your church operates and, and the size and what roles you have. But it's a matter of helping people understand why this is important. It's not about one person barking orders at everyone and assigning them tasks. This is to save everyone that last minute craziness that happens before an event yeah. so that you can be more effective in ministering to your community and, and reaching people and discipling them. Yeah, less less stress, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, just I, I have a little small group, my church has a small group, and uh, speaking of events, uh, mm-hmm. I think events are important, especially events for the outside. Yeah. We talk a lot here about helping churches reach more people, mm-hmm. uh, whether streaming video or other things, but uh, I had a gal in my, in my group last night asking me, is anything going on 4th of July? And we didn't plan anything for the 4th of July this year. We just didn't do it. And and uh, I said, ah, no, we didn't do it. I'm not sure we really, we should be doing that. She goes, well, that's the whole reason I started coming to your church. I came to your 4th of July event two years ago and I loved it. And I've been coming ever since. And I thought, wow. oh, Okay, and it just reinforced to me the importance of of having events. Uh, yeah. You know, not a, obviously not a ton of events where you're wearing yourself out, but certain right. key events to attract people from 
from the outside, yeah, <laughs> the, the unchurched. It's, yeah, it's an easy way and a, and a, a low, it's a hard to find a way to say this, but it's a non-threatening way for somebody to come in and they don't feel like they're going to get blasted with a, a, the gospel necessarily. <laughs> but they're going to hear, they know they're going to a church event, you know, so they're going to hear something about God. But they're also going to have a great event for their kids to participate mm-hmm. in. You know, maybe it's a vacation Bible school thing. And, and so their kids yeah. are getting a safe place to be and a fun place to be during yeah. that week and you know, stuff like that. So it's yeah, good deal. easy, low barrier to entry. Yeah. So look, we're out of time. And Steve, Steve yeah. looks like he's chomping at the bit to ask you more questions. So wh- why don't we do this? Why don't we have you on again sometime in the near future? Because I wanted to also ask you about Google because Google has, was it Google Suites or something where they, they have like a, uh, a deal if you're a 501c3 mm-hmm. uh, they it's like a grant or do they just give it to you um, I believe it's either free or nearly free yeah. Um, so yeah you do have to have your 501c3 but right. a lot of churches but, do have that so and Google has a lot of tools which yeah. uh, a lot of us are familiar with and there's probably even more that churches could use so maybe we could talk about something like that next time we have you on if you <laughs> if you're actually willing to come back on after this experience <laughs> I don't love know. to so what I was going to jump in with, you have a blog, right? And I'm just, I'm looking at yes. some of the blog titles, top five event registration tools and what to include on an event sign up request form. And there's yep. lots of good resources there. Where, where is that blog? You go to velocityministrymanagement.com. Um, and then just up in the header, there's blog and you can, there's a, a down arrow and you can search or click on event planning, volunteer management, or church operations. So those are the three main topics that I write about. Um, but yeah, I've done a lot on event planning. So there's plenty of, of articles out there. Um, you can also subscribe to my email list if you're so inclined. Don't worry, I don't I don't blast a bunch of emails out there. Um, but if you go to that homepage, velocitymanagementmanagement.com, fill out that quick form. It'll send you an event planning template to help you get started. And that'll get you on my email list and you'll get some free tips and, and ideas on that. All right. And so, so again, the domain velocityministrymanagement.com. That's okay. And what's the best way for, this is normally a fill question. What's the best way for people to reach you? You can go onto that website, velocityministrymanagement.com and click on the contact okay. button. You can send me a, an email or a form that way, email form that way. Or I'm over on Twitter at Deborah Ike VMM. Uh, and then I also have a Facebook page um, as well, Velocity. You can just search Velocity Ministry Management. And you should be able to find the Facebook page there, too. Good. Awesome. Well, this is good. Kind of kind of geeky, I guess, in some respects, talking about some of these tools. But there's a lot of us out there. And uh, I, I think it's helpful. And we definitely want to have you on again. And, uh, folks, if, if, you, uh, if you missed all that contact information, you can just send us an email, support at streamingchurch.com. Dot TV, and we'll certainly pass uh, some information on to Deborah. So, uh, so that's a wrap. Deborah, thank you again so much for being with us today. We sure appreciate it. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you for the invite. All right, and uh, the other guy is Steve Lacey. I'm Phil Thompson. Thank you so much for spending a little bit of time with us today on the uh, Church Solutions podcast. We'll catch you again next time. Take care. <laughs>